you want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Mad Singers Management Podcast. And in this episode, I'm joined by Slabek from Poland. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure and honor to be here. Excellent. A few people around the globe don't yet know who you are. Would you mind kicking off with a bit of an introduction so the whole world will know about you in the future? <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, I can imagine that uh, almost uh, no one knows uh, who am I. So uh, I'm an entrepreneur uh, with 13 years of experience uh, in SEO, marketing, uh, growing businesses from the scratch. Um, and on a daily basis, uh, I work with uh, uh, like amazing people I, I manage and, and mentor them. Excellent. And that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun, especially in Surfer. Uh, um, it happened to be I'm uh, CEO of Surfer, uh, so I work uh, with uh, with great people around. Yeah, excellent. So, what's sort of been the cornerstones be- be- behind you being very successful in your current role, Slavic? Um, I've I've started my uh, it's like uh, experience. Uh, so, I've started my uh, SEO agency uh, around. Uh, 13 years ago uh, in a small village in Poland where uh, you can basically find uh, resources and experienced people to hire. So uh, like I needed to, to teach everything uh, and everyone. And during this time, I was lucky to uh, co-create and execute over uh, 500 campaigns from different brands. And I had opportunity to, to enjoy a lot of successes with my clients, uh, but also uh, I see a lot of failures uh, caused by uh, like wrong decisions, uh, lack of uh, long-term planning, uh, and like perspective. So, like everyone, I wanted to scale my uh, agency, and <clears throat> the only option the only option uh, was to create uh, SEO uh, processes to follow for all of my uh, employees, and. Uh, Everywhere where where you have like kind of repetitive uh, processes, uh, you can uh, apply some kind of uh, automation. And uh, for example, like uh, gathering data, uh, it always uh, creates like the same process. So you can automate gathering data to to make better and more informed decisions. Uh, so I've hired someone uh, who created uh, internal tour for. Uh, my agency it paid off really really quick and like i knew that we onto something mm, then uh, like along with uh, lucian and uh, michal suski we decided to engage in a side project called uh, surfer uh, after a year or so uh, our user base uh, was like growing rapidly and we knew that uh, the only option is to go all in and become full-time surfers so that brought me here uh, hiring next people managing uh, managing team and uh, like cooperate with uh, with different kind of uh, great people excellent that loud that sounds like a summarize uh, yeah <laughs> 
What's what's been the most challenging, like from a management perspective? What have been the most challenging thing that you've faced, sort of going through that development? Um, I think it's it's the process when you're becoming a manager, uh, and uh, initially you are an expert on uh, in something. So you have expertise, for example, in SEO or marketing stuff, and suddenly, uh, even if you are brilliant, which I believe some people are. Uh, You'll scale, you you can't scale yourself to to like certain point. Uh, you reach you reach something and and you can't uh, jump over it. Uh, then you need to uh, like create uh, another set of skills that that lets you to uh, manage people. And from being expert, you're becoming like jack of all trades, uh, some kind of factotum who's making all the less uh, visible job and. Uh, especially this unpleasant job, uh, which, which has to be done. So you need to entrust uh, things uh, you're great at. And uh, this is uh, challenging and, and difficult when you see that maybe something isn't executed so perfect as you could execute, but you have to accept. You have to accept that uh, there is no perfection sometimes. Uh, but you need to just make sure that... Uh, uh, everyone knows your company's values, principles, uh, and goals. Excellent. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And I think uh, I was actually doing a, um, an interview yesterday with uh, with a couple of uh, Ukrainian girls, and we, we were actually talking mm-hmm. about this concept, right? Like, I, I think fundamentally for me, like the, the mindset change that, and even when, when you're a small entrepreneur and when you're yourself, right, it's just so different. Yeah moving into a position where you're managing other people like you really really have to change your mindset right and that's that's what i work with most clients on because it sounds like an easy thing but i mean even for myself moving you know initially i worked corporate and management then i started my own business and even even starting to hire people i was definitely struggling a little bit again because it's easy to become the expert right and and it, it automatically gets you stuck somehow because you know you're constantly trying to better things and, and so on right um but yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. totally spot on exactly totally spot on. Like from develop, developing yourself, uh, you have to take care that uh, everyone will develop themselves. And, and this is sometimes uh, hard to achieve. Uh, you, need to ha- you need to know how to motivate, how to be, I don't know, psychologist, uh, manager, and all that stuff. So here's a great question. Do you find SEO and people management to be somewhat similar? Um, SEO and management, uh, I don't think so, because... Uh, in terms of SEO, uh, you need more like uh, technical skills. Sometimes uh, you can be uh, very uh, intro, intro. You, have, you can have like a very introvertical approach, and and still you can develop great SEO process and amazing results. But with this uh, the same kind of uh, uh, set uh, like principles, uh, it, it not it's not necessarily great fit for uh, from managing perspective. Then you need to. Uh, talk with people a lot. Uh, then you need to sometimes uh, give give some kind of speech or something, uh, and and it's it's totally totally different. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And the, the reason why I'm asking is to to some extent the way you are optimizing from an SEO standpoint, like learning the same with people, learning to be a little bit mm-hmm. more effective with them, learning the like you have a ton of skills to learn, right? Uh, and I, I I I sometimes look at it a 
a little bit similarly because you're in a situation mm -hmm. where you know you have to learn communication you have to learn like setting expectations you have a bunch of skills you need to learn and i like as a typical seo i'm like how can i optimize this thing a little bit how can i make this thing better and you know how can i optimize the process and so on right so it's it yeah i, I definitely find it some somewhat similar Oh yeah, uh, yeah. If you if you look from this perspective, then, then yes, uh, and it's not only uh, like similarity between SEO and management, but uh, it, it's it's quite kind of uh, versatile because you can uh, you can tell uh, the same stuff about almost uh, all areas uh, because uh, everywhere when you want to be expert, you need to develop some skills. Uh, and you need to become, uh, I don't know, achieve some kind of perfection in, in certain areas. And, and you can always uh, apply this learning curve to uh, uh, like different niches, different brands or, uh, or apply the same rules to like different industries. Yeah, definitely. What about planning and pivoting and so on? And <laughs> it was one of the things we talked a little bit about before yeah, yeah. we sort of jumped on, on the podcast, right? So what, what, what's, what, what's been your experience with that and any particular things to, to share around that? Yeah, uh, so uh, it seems like a contradiction because uh, like uh, you plan something, so it, it, uh, it seems like it, it have to be uh, it has to be executed, right? But uh, pivoting, uh, it's something uh, totally different. It's opposition to this. Uh, but uh, when you're planning something with your team, uh, uh, it, it's very important step to, to plan with your team. Uh, when you're planning something, uh, everyone knows uh, what's your goal, what you want to uh, achieve. Uh, maybe everyone uh, get familiar with values, principles, uh, and, and goals your company have. And then then it's uh, easier uh, on each step of uh, when you're executing the plan uh, on each step uh, pivot a little bit and adjust uh, to achieve your like a big goal because all uh, planning you're doing uh, it has something uh, like like behind this uh, it has some kind of goal uh, you want to achieve uh, achieve something so uh, on, on each uh, step of this process, uh, you can pivot a little bit and uh, adapt the plan to, to make it achievable and to achieve even better results. And what's been your best trick in terms of achieving goals? And, and what I'm a big fan of is generally like what I call impossible goals, right? But what's your best trick in terms of achieving those with the team? Um, it's very important to, to plan together. Uh, we have some kind of strategy when we're drawing like uh, X uh, axis, uh, it's, uh, it's like a, a timeline. And uh, then we connect some kind of, uh, uh, then we connecting some kind of dots, uh, for example, big events in next, uh, I don't know, half year, for example. And uh, we those dots uh, on the line we know where is the deadline for achieving some certain kind of uh, i don't know goal maybe uh, a huge uh, product release uh, maybe uh, introducing some kind of data uh, and it keeps uh, uh, keeps us motivated to um, to meet those uh, those kind of demands to to have everything done before uh, this uh, deadline it's it's like a little bit self-imposed but it it's really motivates so uh, i wouldn't uh, advise to uh, like make some kind of impossible self-imposed goals but uh, 
something which is possible uh, helps uh, on this process. Yeah, I'm, I've always been a big fan of what I call impossible goals. And, and the, the reason is when, when you're looking at small growth, people tend to do the same thing as they normally do, just a little bit better, or a little bit more hours or whatever. Yep. But when, when you set goals that you know, are significantly different, then you are, end up in a situation where you force yourself and you force the team to think very differently, right? And I've always been a huge fan of that because I've always seen that that's the times where you make huge progress, right? So when people are just looking at the same process they've always looked at, they're always doing it the same way, mm -hmm. then you know it's five. 10% improvements. But when you force people, when you say, you know, we have to double this business, how could we possibly do that? For example, right? Like that's the times when you really manage to open up people's minds and, you know, get some more creative suggestions and stuff in. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I generally agree with you, right? But I, I think I've, I've always really enjoyed setting goals that seem impossible. Uh -huh. Um, and one of the key things is I, I very rarely tell people what the resources available are. I ask them, how do we do this thing? Because again, if you had $10 million, uh, a lot of goals become a lot more achievable, right? So the, the key thing for me is always sort of improve people's creativity a little bit and, and really get them started and really sort of get them to a point where they're like, you know, if we had to do this thing, what do we need to do to get from A to B? Like, let's change the world. Let's do something fundamentally different. What does it take, right? And I, I've really, really enjoyed that kind of thought process, uh, particularly when you have great teams that are that are intelligent people and so on. That 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 can often help you do a lot of very, very great things. Yeah, sure. Uh, I I totally uh, like agree with you. For example, in terms of uh, in terms of grow, uh, we we don't think like uh, what can, uh, for example, uh, I don't know, grow grow surfer by I don't know one or two percent because uh, it, it's it's not a goal. Uh, it's it's always like what could make us ten times bigger than we are now, or uh, what kind of feature can we implement to make uh, surfer uh, ten times better than competitors, uh, or ten times easier to to operate or uh you know this this kind of stuff uh so think big uh, uh at, at all step of the process excellent and i mean you you said it yourself in the beginning but let's be honest most seos are very good at micromanagement and really micromanaging their staff what's your best tips and tricks and sort of getting out of that or really you know le learning not to micromanage as much at least um, yeah, first, uh, first thing is to uh, avoid imperfections uh, because uh, no one uh, is able to make like all uh, micro decisions uh, uh, exactly the same like like you would make it. Uh, so, so it's impossible. Uh, you're not gonna, I don't know, replicate yourself or, or find uh, your your uh, twin soul that <laughs> that will work for you. Uh, so, so it's impossible. And avoiding. Uh, micromanaging uh, is possible by uh, for example letting people uh, make mistakes uh, on, on like uh, low level decisions and I don't know don't don't bring those mistakes everyone makes mistakes and we're learning from mistakes so so it's kind of normal uh, and this 
planning and pivoting process is a key here because uh, if you plan something plan some kind of strategy with your team uh, then you just uh, like checking the results uh, at the end and during this process uh, try to back off and let people make mistakes learn from mistakes and improve their mistakes uh, and it really works maybe not uh, in a first project but uh, on the second third fourth project is is better uh, each time yeah, and one, one of the things I always tell people, right, like, how did you learn? Because the, the, the problem is fundamentally, like, you know, online, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, you just uh, document this process, you tell someone exactly what to do, and then you give it to them and so on. And the, the thing is, like, I was sitting on a call yesterday with a handful of people, and I'm like, did any of you become really good at SEO by having someone tell you exactly what to do, show you exactly by looking at a process? I bet you not. And I like, obviously I said that without knowing any of these people, but the, the thing is, that's not how you become good, right? The, the way you become yeah. good is definitely, as you say, by by learning from your mistakes. And, and the, the, the fundamental difference is that most SEOs think too low level. They're too focused on the actual task. And they're like, oh, you know, we need to send 100 emails per day. Mm -hmm. And the whole point is, no, you don't. What you need to figure out is what is your end goal? If you're trying to send 100 emails today, for example, for link outreach, right? Um, fundamentally, you're not looking to send 100 link mails a day. You're looking to get a certain amount of links. And if you change your goal, instead of sending out a number of emails, but to get a certain amount of links, that opens up for the staff members' creativity. And I would much rather they send 50 emails and get 20 links than they send 100 and get 10, right? Yeah. So the, the yeah, whole exactly. point is that if, you, if, you, if you're good enough to understand what the end goal of each task is, and you can set people those targets and measure to those. So don't go bananas over how they do it or the process per se, but let them figure out how to find, figure out how to get to the goal, right? That helps you significantly in terms of really getting that under control. And, and it helps <laughs> you step away, right? Because it, it enables you to manage by the numbers and really give feedback and, to people and say, hey, you know, Slavic, last month, you're supposed to get me at least 30 links. You only got 20, you know, what what, what do you need to do to make that differently, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, you're, you're totally right. And uh, like focus on, on goals uh, because, you know, there are many ways to get there. And maybe uh, even uh, your your way isn't the best, you know. Uh, and your people can find better way together. Maybe uh, the pro they will make this process uh, like more efficient. What one of the biggest, <laughs> most painful lessons I had to learn in my career have been that very often the the other way works just as well. So very very often when you know I'm like okay, I'll let them do it. I know my work way would work better, but you know, that's their idea. I'll let them go ahead and do it. And then they get much better results than I ever expected, right? And I'm like, oh, maybe that was better than my idea. That's not good. <laughs> but, uh, but, but that's the thing. When you, when you grow and develop people, uh, eventually they'll get to a point, you know, where even though, and it's not about doing things the way you would, it's not about cloning yourself as you say, it, but it's, it's helping grow a team of people who can think for themselves, who takes initiative and, and really who like you want the best for the business. And when you give people ownership and when you give them responsibility, my experience is that's what you get, right? In most cases. So, yeah. 
So what's your golden secrets in terms of one of the most important things, which is finding the right people and really building a team of, of people that are good together? Uh, we usually rely on our, our team and referrals. Uh, almost uh, all hires uh, we had last year was through like, referrals. So we knew that, uh, that the person who's coming uh, will be a perfect fit for us uh, because this uh, this is very important to, to hire a person which is uh, kind of, which has similar values uh, principles uh, which fit for the team and uh, I don't know uh, can have even like some sharing uh, interest uh, so it, it, it really helps and there are like uh, additional activities like for example one-on-one -on -one sessions uh, which also kind of make a team more tight and uh, it, it lets to, to get to know each other better. Uh, for example, on one-on-one -on -one sessions, we, we don't usually talk about work. We, we talk about our hobbies and stuff and, and family. Uh, we, we're meeting uh, a lot uh, after, uh, after work. Um, and, you know, through our network, uh, we're hiring through our network uh, and then it's uh, it's much easier to find something who is who's, uh, like brilliant because he, uh, he has he or she has a great recommendation uh, he gonna fit uh, so after onboarding process which usually takes uh, around a couple of weeks uh, we know that this person will be able to, to to like fit the team and and bring a lot of value to server yeah yeah, and I, I love it as well. I mean, I, I love hiring through my network. So again, like also for myself as a business owner, like one of the most important things to do is get to know a lot of people, right? Like everywhere all the time, just because you, like when you're, when you're in the situation where you're interviewing, you're, you're already at a point where, you know, it's a difficult, it's going to be more difficult. Your, your, your margin for error is higher. But if you know people that you have already met in person and outside an interview situation, and you know, you love their personality, you love how they think, etc. Like you're much, much more likely to get a successful employee like that. Right. So yeah, that's a, that, that's definitely a, a, a big thing for me. The, the other thing I would say as well, and that I really agree with you on is really in terms of making sure that, you know, they are a good fit. And I'd say sometimes referrals are really good, but you have to make sure it comes from good people. One of the things I've seen that definitely doesn't work is when you have people who are not performing, if you're letting them get referrals, that's not a good thing because they're more likely to refer you people that are like them. Uh, so always, like we always look for our A players and really try and get referrals from them because we know that, you know, they want to be in a team with people like themselves, right? So that's, that's really important. Now, that there is also some risk to it, right? Because the problem is if, if, if you have a bunch of friends and a bunch of associates that know each other very well, if someone suddenly get really pissed off and wanting to leave and so on and so forth, you might run the risk of not just one, but actually, you know, that person plus their couple of friends that they're referred actually leave at the same time. So I've seen that happen in some businesses, but again, the, the key thing is building solid relationships, right? And then really making sure that, um, yeah, again, like you have great relationship with each individual so that that is a lot less likely to happen. Right. 
Yeah, we were lucky we didn't have this kind of situation you described with, uh, with people, uh, with great people living server. So uh, to this point, uh, the strategy works perfect, but um, probably you won't avoid this kind of uh, stuff in the future. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully you won't have it, right? And and it's definitely not all companies that bump into it, but I've definitely seen a couple of companies and, and it's particularly difficult for small companies, right? Mm-hmm. But I work with a client that had six staff members and three of them were all friends. And, you know, one of them in particular was kind of the, the first employee of those three friends. And she really wanted a new, she wanted a new role and she didn't get it. And she got so pissed off and basically it ended up with three out of the six people literally leaving with no notice on anything. So that was, uh, that was not a very comfortable situation as a business owner, but, uh, but yeah, in general, I, I totally agree with you, right? Like uh, good relationships, making sure you get some solid referral from your team when you can. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's excellent. Yeah, I would I would add uh, another thing like uh, applying some kind of principles to to decisions you make in uh, uh, like high level decisions in your company because if everyone everyone is aware of those principles uh, and and they agree with those principles uh, then then it's easier for you uh, to to not like get into micromanaging or something. Yeah, and I, I like that because again, like sometimes if you're like if you're hiring a lot internally, and someone's like, "Oh, you should hire my friend," and then you're like, and and you don't really feel it's a good fit, um, you know, having some solid principles to actually back up why you're not hiring a person uh, is is really important, right? Because it, particularly if you do a, a lot of recruitment like that, um very often if there isn't any clear grounds and so on uh, people can very often feel like oh he just doesn't like me or you know he's doing it because he doesn't want the best for the business or whatever um so so really making sure you have some solid ground and and make sure people are aware of it right uh, one of the things that i've done in the past that works really really well when you're when you're particularly building teams like you guys are is actually making sure that you have multiple people in the process. So what we would what we would do uh, would basically be get other people in the team to meet with them. So for example, if someone is supposed to join a certain team, we would actually get them to go and spend time with that team. And you know, we will we'll get feedback from the people in the team on what they feel about the person, right? Because very, very often they're the ones that are having to end up working with the individual. So if the team comes back and say, oh, you know, we don't really like the personality, doesn't seem like a nice person or whatever, uh, you know, that that's something where you can get some super valuable input. Because again, most people who are high performers want to be surrounded by high performers. And if they see people that they feel are not, they are much more likely to actually tell you, right? Yeah, yeah, totally right. Uh, sometimes we have this uh, uh, company's offsites, and when new employees uh, come in, especially when new employees come in and it's first offsite for them, uh, we see how they are uh, behaving, uh, and it, it's it's usually great fit in in, in our case. But uh, if it wasn't, uh, maybe maybe there would be a problem. But you need to make sure that everyone. Uh, is aware of uh, each other's uh, like value, knowledge, and expertise. Uh, we need to make sure, and you need to make sure as a manager that everyone respects each other. Uh, this is very important in, in a team uh, 
because you can alone uh, like a freelancer or you can alone get to the certain point, but in team, uh, you're much stronger. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, from your standpoint, how have you learned most of your management skills? Like what kind of resources or where have you picked up most of your learnings? Oh, I think uh, it's it's probably uh, kind of boring because it, it's it's through like uh, hard work and education. Really, there is no like uh, shortages to to success. Uh, uh, every day, uh, I wake up at at five a.m. Start my day with uh, I don't know keeping up with the industry books, articles. Then maybe uh, one or two hours of. Uh, workout, uh, bicycle. I, I like running like half marathons with great books because I'm listening something about marketing, business, psychology, uh, medicine. And uh, I always had a drive to knowledge, uh, trying to learn uh, something like every day. And uh, after after like those uh, daily dosage of learning, I'm, I'm ready uh, usually to start my typical work day. And it all together takes usually uh, around 12 hours of work uh, every day and I can thanks to this uh, thanks to knowledge and flexibility I can uh, adapt myself to, to the position uh, I need to be uh, at that particular day because one day I, I can be like psychologist and the second day uh, I can I don't know test new features in server so uh, it's it's kind of uh, versatile and by creating this this kind of uh, routine, uh, you're making use yourself like sure that that you have uh, edge and you have this edge and uh, confidence. Because I assume that uh, I'm not smarter than my competitors, so I'm pushing myself uh, myself as hard as I can uh, to and and I believe that uh, this is like the thing to, that makes difference uh, because. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to hack myself uh, and work uh, as hard as I can to, to outsmart uh, my competitors. Yeah, I, I love the way you're looking at it, right? Because the, I mean, most most people are like, oh, you know, I'm too busy to read. I'm too busy to learn. I have to focus on the work. And I'm like, I, I mean, when you look at the most busiest people in the world, like the American president, maybe not the current one, but at least the <laughs> previous ones, uh, they spend a, a fair bit of time on personal development, right? And then if, if the president of the United States can find time to do that, then, you know, you're not that busy, right? Um, and I, th I think making sure, I mean, it's all about solid habits, right? Like I, I, I used to live in the UK and I used to get up at 4.30 every morning, go running and then studying and so on, right? So totally, uh, totally love your, your sort of morning routine. Uh, but, yeah. but I think the fundamental is just making sure that you actually build something you can, you can do. Because most people are, you know, they're trying to like do too much at once and they're not building the routine step by step. And the problem is often when you try to do too much at one point, you know, it fails and then you're like, oh, I can't do it. But it's it's really about building, adding a little bit all the time. So, yeah, it's a, it's a matter of uh, optimization. You, you said this at the beginning of our uh, conversation that that uh, like you can apply the, the same same uh, the same set of rules to almost uh, every industry and and it's a little bit of optimization every day yeah that's good that's good well slavic that was a, that was a very very good chat and i think uh, i really hope people particularly the last points here that people take 
take that away and and really uh, yeah build some solid solid habits for themselves as well. Um, if people are eager to get to know more about you or get in contact with you or the likes, what's the best way to do that? Um, I think the best way is to, to send just uh, email Slavic uh, at surferco.com. Uh, and I really enjoyed this uh, this interview uh, and conversation with you. So uh, I'm really glad uh, for your invitation and thank you very much. Excellent. Yep. It's uh, it's all about sharing. It's all about sharing because the more people we can help, the better the world will be. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. And to the audience, we'll be back again next week. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.